0: Hello, and welcome to the Built On Air podcast. Built On Air is a regular podcast where we talk with everyday people and learn about the amazing things they are doing with Airtable. Today's podcast is sponsored by OpenSide, the leading solutions provider for Airtable customers. Check out OpenSide.com to learn more about their products and services that can take your Airtable usage to the next level. Use promo code Air to receive $20 towards any product purchase.
1: On this episode, we talk to Jeremy Taylor, a CNC machinist and programmer. Jeremy has designed and manufactured components for everything from cake decorators to aerospace companies. He recently launched his own company called Defiant CNC, which focuses on providing machine shops with an Enterprise Resource Planning System, or ERP, customized to meet their needs using Airtable, of course. After Jeremy gave us a run through of the day in the life of a machinist, he tells us how Airtable has helped him and his clients with their everyday work tasks. Jeremy walks us through the ERP system he made for his machine shop, which he built using Airtable and Zapier. He and his team were able to use the Airtable-powered system to manage workflows, facilitate requests for quotes, to schedule machining jobs, and to track inventory so good morning for me it's i think good afternoon for you hi jeremy
0: hi how are you doing
1: i'm good how are you doing well well thank you so much for being here on our podcast um i just wanted to say thank you personally and i'm very interested in your line of business and how you use airtable you are a cnc expert and a machinist and I just wanted to talk with you a little bit about your day-to-day, what's what's that like? You have your own company. I'm all ears.
0: Thank you for having me. Um, Well, I work as a CNC machinist for a company here in Central Florida. And after working there for about a year, year and a half, I decided to propose implementing a, a system for tracking workflow, managing jobs, doing scheduling, tracking information that businesses typically use in in their day-to-day operations. So I utilize Airtable in order to do that and created a lot of Zapier integrations with with my Airtable base. The Airtable base essentially acts as a hub to manage all the different modules that have to do with running a business in CNC machining. Some of the other things I've implemented are uh, onto Air, which was they have a lot of cool integrations with Airtable and Zapier.
1: That, right. Yeah.
0: That I use regularly, especially the update record field. I use that regularly from uh, OpenSide. But yeah, Airtable is an ideal solution for tracking information workflow in general. And so, basically, my company is specifically oriented towards companies in CNC machining and advanced manufacturing, since that's the area I understand most.
1: Right. Okay. Is there a particular type of machining you see works best with the workflow you've sort of uh, perfected or is it just any type of metalworking or I'm a yeah. novice with, with machining.
0: Yeah. so, First of all, I should explain exactly what CNC machining is. Um, it's creating parts out of metal, plastic, aluminum. There's different types of machining, whether it's prototype work, production work, um, and then there's other adjacent industries like tool and die, CAD design, and basically all those all those areas of advanced manufacturing is where my focus is. So I've Made air my airtable base is specific enough where it could it's it's for companies in advanced manufacturing but broad enough that it could be applicable to various different companies in advanced manufacturing.
1: Okay, so I know three D printing is somewhat tangential. Uh, Do you think that would be a good application as well?
0: Yes, it would be a good application as well. The three D printing is an area of additive manufacturing. So essentially you're taking material and adding it up to create a part. CNC machining is called subtractive manufacturing. So you start with a piece of stock and you remove material in order to get to your final part. Got it. So basically that's the only difference.
1: Okay. So you personally as a machinist, what are the types of things that you make? I noticed on your website, for instance you have one of those pendants from black panther that you can like make into a necklace is that do you usually work in the geeky sort of side of things or more it's, general
0: it's it's pretty much anything i mean there's there's i've made parts for i've made components of robotics i've made parts for um Helicopter kits I've made parts for aerospace. I've made parts for a cake decorating company so oh, cool it's it's pretty much it's pretty much anything that could be made out of um, plastic metal, aluminum, brass, copper, whatever. whatever needs to be made and, and, and utilize cNC machines to do it mm-hmm. um, we can make.
1: Oh, great. Did you always sort of know that you would be in this field or did it just, you just happen upon it and fall in love?
0: Well, I started an apprenticeship, a 2 and die apprenticeship in, right out of high school. Mm-hmm. So I worked for uh, a manufacturing company in Wisconsin where I'm from. And a lot of, a lot of people in my family are in, in, in manufacturing. My stepdad, in fact, uh, he he managed or he was in charge of the company that I initially got my apprenticeship through. Um, my sister now, who is in Los Angeles as well, is um, is uh, work, or started a tech company that focuses on companies in advanced manufacturing, engineering, mm-hmm. and that sort. Uh, so I have a significant background in. CNC machining and advanced manufacturing. So, mm-hmm. I've been doing that ever ever since pretty pretty much.
1: That's cool. It's like a family business almost. That's great.
0: Yes, we just work in different aspects of it, but all in the same same industry.
1: Right. Okay. So, do you have your own shop or is this all sort of still in the startup phase out of your your home or something?
0: We've implemented the base at a company I worked for in Florida and so the the aspect of the enterprise resource planning system that I created is a is a is a business that I created where I'm going to help machine shops um, automate routine tasks and utilize Airtable as a central hub to manage workflow mm-hmm. uh, they create various different documents that are important to um, our industry um, uh deal deal with customer relations one of the cool things that i love about Airtable that that i utilize is um the shared views so you can share right. your view with the customer with the customer and they can see all the status of any project in real time as it's being updated on the on the shop floor mm-hmm. um a lot of automations that i create are are Customer-specific, so they go to the specific customer by pulling data from your from the Airtable base. So uh, the company where I work is was essentially my testing site, and um, I, I perfected the system there. Changed, started out, did tr- through trial and error, added new things, took out things, changed things in order to optimize it to create a product that I think that um, other CNC machine shops would value.
1: Right. Okay. That makes sense to me. You've you've tested your product and now you know it works and now you're offering it to the rest of the world. That's absolutely great. Because it, what we're going to go over later, your base, it really does seem like something any sort of machinist would, would need or at least would want. I... Imagine the process is very technical from start to finish. There's a thousand little parts you have to keep track of individually. I'm sure you work on many different machines, so it might help to upkeep general maintenance from project to project. Did you just have this idea in your head based on your own experience and saying, wait, there's a better way to do this. There's a better way to keep track of it.
0: Yes. um, basically. A lot of times at at our shop, we were having issues on repeat jobs where we wouldn't have the information that was already previous, uh, the the operations that were already previously done. So if it was done once, you would get what's called a router. And that basically delineates the the tasks that need to be Mm -hmm. completed in order to carry out that job. And sometimes we weren't having access to this information when it was a repeat job. So now with Airtable we log that information into Airtable. So whenever that job comes up again, we have it right there and it's nice because you can see, okay, this is the first operation in order to complete this part. This is the machine that we did it on. This is the description of the tasks. You can even include um Photos or videos for visual representation when that's beneficial for setting up a particular job. So you can track time data, how long it took somebody to set up a particular job, mm-hmm. how long it took to make each part, which is great for um, the quotation process. So if you know how long something took, you can improve your, your quotes in the future for your customer and get a more accurate you have a more accurate way to track exactly how much something cost, how long it took, so you can relay this information to the customer.
1: Great. Again, it sounds like something I think even I would want for my, for my general <laughs> day-to-day so I can keep myself organized. Before we get into your actual base, what other sort of applications of Airtable have you found?
0: Well, I initially started Airtable and just used it for personal use like tracking <laughs> tracking the inventory at my house for insurance purposes taking <laughs> taking pictures of stuff around my house uploading receipts so i would have that for you know insurance purposes uh utilizing it for budgeting things of that nature and that was when i first started using Airtable and so i was kind of a novice and i just got to playing with the different features and subsequently stumbled across Zapier. And then, and then after that, um, onto air. And so I started, and I, and I thought I could, I could implement all these different things in, in a machine shop environment to track workflow, do scheduling,
2: mm-hmm.
0: re- request for quotes, purchasing material, just all, all the things that we do on a day-to-day basis.
1: Right. Great. Well, I think we should jump right in into your base now.
0: So here is my base. So uh, initially, we have to create a, we have to enter a new part into the base. um, So we know exactly what it is we want to make. So here we just have a, we, we just have a simple form in our table where we enter all the applicable data for Manufacturing that part we would include a print which is a which is a blueprint for Manufacturing the part. So like as you can see here Here's oh, wow. here's, here's the, the, the the Different prints and this just tells you exactly how to make something.
2: mm mm-hmm.
0: the tolerances and specifications for making that particular um, part so then after the part is uploaded, we can submit requests for quotes because we have to do various different things like purchase material. Um, sometimes there's subsequent processes to machining that we have to outsource, like heat treating or plating, things of that nature. Right. Um, so we can do that here. We can request for we can request quotes for different things. Like he, here is for a material purchase. This is the Size of material we're going to purchase, the type of material, and in the vendors field here, I have a multi-select field where, or um, it can link, it's a linked field, but it can link to multiple records. So you can send these quotes out to various different companies that sell material or do this particular plating. And so, as far as that's concerned, I have SendGrid set up. So it just sends um, it just sends this email out to all the all the companies that were included in that particular field of vendors. Then once quotes come in, we know exactly how much the material is going to cost, how much plating is going to cost for the number of parts that we're machining, and we can then send a, um, a quote to the customer on how much we think we can manufacture the part for. And then if they accept the quote, we would open up a new job. And we do that similarly with a, with a form for a new job. And we would link that to all the parts. If it's, if it's just one part, we would add just one part here. If there's a, if it's an assembly and there's a number of component parts, we would add all those different parts here. So they're all linked. And that's another thing that I like about Airtable is that it's a, simple, easy to use relational database. So uh, after the job, the parts and jobs are added, I have a, a Zapier integration that automatically initiates the first record in this table called part operations. So when a new part's added, Zapier will create an initial record here because every part is gonna have a, an operation one, an op one. And here we just basically break down, here's the operation, here's the machinist who was doing the machining, here's the t- particular machine that they used. We, we ha- Here we just have all the different machines that you can select from that are in our shop. We have any locations of fixturing that we have to utilize to, in order to um, make that particular uh, part. And here we have just a breakdown, text description of things that the machinist would want to know when he or she's getting ready to set up the job. And like I said before, uh, I like the attachment fields because it gives a visual representation so you can see exactly how something is set up. Right. Before and after, like here we have, this is the third operation, this is how it's supposed to be put in the vise before the third operation commences and then after the third operation is complete, this is what it would look like.
1: This must be great for onboarding. If you ever get, say, an, an impre- apprentice, for instance, and it seems like they just have all, like you've made your own manual almost for all of the things that you do. Yes.
0: Yeah, so like like this especially facilitates repeat jobs. So mm-hmm. um, if when somebody else comes in, if, if I ran this particular job, uh, the first time and somebody else runs it the second time they would be able to look at all my notes uh, all my attachments and whether they were you know experienced or a novice it it still facilitates doing the setup um and then after each operation to verify the quality of the part we have a different person who does the inspection okay so you have initially you have the machinist who's running the part and then you'd have an inspector um who would be another machinist or a supervisor or whatever. And they would verify all the part dimensions and say that it's like, if it's a production run, they would check the first piece. And then if you have to make a hundred more, you would know that those hundred pieces are all going to be within tolerance. They're going to meet all the specifications. Mm -hmm. And here we have the setup time. So this delineates exactly how long each operation took to set up and how long it took to run, up, uh, run a part and then the number of parts in that run so you could have multiple parts inside of a fixture so in that case you would have more than one part here if you're just running one part at a time it would just be one and then in this other tab quantity data this is essentially for tracking inventory after a new job's created Similar, similar to the parts, when a new part's created, it initiates a part operation use, using Zapier. The same holds true here is that when a new job is created, it initiates a record here and it's called initial job opening. And this is just to get um, the grouping correct. So we have it grouped by job. And then we could track exactly the various different quantities of a job. So when it's completely machined, we have the quantity and the date that it was done. If it's placed in inventory, we can place it in inventory and then specify the particular location. And if parts are pulled from inventory, we can say where they were pulled from, and here it gives us a negative number. So we'd always have a sum right here of exactly how many parts we have in inventory. So if it's repeat orders and we have, and this particular customer is calling for more of the same, we can look and say, okay, we still have twenty in inventory. So if they ordered a hundred, we might only make eighty, ninety more instead of making the comp- instead of making them all over, right? Because we would already have some in inventory. Then uh, here we have the different fixturing, tooling, and material costs. So fixturing operations work similar to part operations, but instead of a part, you have a fixture. That's going to be utilized for making the part. So a fixture is just basically uh, something to put your your raw material in. That parts can be machined and the everything's repeatable. So you would you would put your piece in there and then run it. It's kind of like similar to an assembly assembly line type situation. So you want to repeat the task so you're not doing things over and over again uh and similarly, here we have the description any attachments if they're if if they're available set up runtime and this also allows us to look back at jobs and we can we can access all our estimated costs for each particular job so we have this this job right here one zero zero one the customer um and you can always access the customer's information by opening the stuff up. I just put my information in here. Uh, shop rate. Now, this could change over time. So that's essentially what we sh- we charge a customer for per minute of machining cost. So um, $1.25 a minute would be $75 an hour. So mm-hmm. if you have a shop rate of $75 an hour, you would put in a shop rate of $1.25 a minute, and this allows for changes in the shop rate. So I have an actual linked field for um, the shop rate instead of putting in a static value. Okay. Uh, so like if we go over here, um, shop rate, oh, over here, yeah, shop rates. So here you would just have, when, when this shop rate was implemented and if it ends, it will no longer be available in that subsequent view.
1: Okay. So are you utilizing the select only from a certain view feature? Yes.
0: So, yeah, that's exactly what we do. So
1: yeah. Okay.
0: We have current shop. Oh, rate. Well, there you go. That just has a filter where the date end is empty. Mm-hmm. So, If this is empty, then we know that's our current shop rate, but we don't want to delete our previous shop rates. You could have those in because other parts were were machined utilizing those shop right. These are just you know fictitious values that I implemented just for the purpose of demonstration. Sure. And then so we have fixture operation. We have tooling costs like uh, we purchase tooling to actually manufacture the parts. So we have like things. These are called end mills, and these are utilized for cutting the actual material. So. We have to purchase these when we're getting ready to run a job, and this just utilizes utilizes a lookup field. I have all the information with regard to this tool in a in a table. So here we have a URL where you could go and purchase the 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 end mill. Here's the site for helical uh, he, uh, Helical and this is where we can purchase this particular end mill So we would we would upload all those end mills that we would need and put the quantity here and it would It would display exactly how much it costs us to purchase two end mills for this job so that that, that's ideal for Like I said quote quoting um, parts for customers. We know exactly what our tooling is going to cost similarly we have Material we have to buy this the raw material in order to actually machine the part
2: mm-hmm.
0: Material is typically sold either by pieces by, by piece, a length which is twelve feet long or in increments of pounds and so there we have our different units of measurement and then price per unit, and then it just multiplies and gives us a, a total material price mm mm-hmm. So if we look back at our job, we know exactly how much the the, the setup time for the job is, the runtime, the total machining cost for the, for labor, the machining cost per unit, all the setup and runtime for fixturing, and then our um, tooling and material data. Then, like I said, one of our one of the other things that I liked about our Airtable was the shared view. So here you would have a uh, a view that you could share with your, your customers, and you can clu- include all the information that you want and exclude information that you don't want them to see. But here, you could place customer notes so they could see exactly the status of their job. And right. We use a uh, Kanban view in order to move um, jobs through the production process. We have a new job that's created. Then we have to create a program for it. It's, it's called G-Code. It's a programming language that machines can understand. In mm-hmm. order so we've got to create a program for it or a solid model. A solid model would be a 3D model. Like for 3D printing, you have to create a 3D model. Sure. And we have 3D models that we deal with um, that we use to uh, extract dimensions from the part in order to manufacture it and then it would go through the manufacturing process, deburring, which is removing sharp edges, and cleaning, and then any outside services that are applicable. Like I said, plating or heat treating, which would harden the material. then we have final inspection, pull for delivery, and then once it's shipped, it leaves this view. And then we have, here we can just assign different jobs to different machines. So here are our different machines. So if you have a new job and it's uncategorized, you could just assign it to the particular machine that it's going on. So the the machinist who runs this machine would know, okay, this is my next job. This is the one that follows. And they would know exactly what is priority next. So. Um,
1: wow. Okay, this is so comprehensive.
0: Yeah. I love Airtable. It's great. It's, it's made, you know, our lives significantly easier. Um, one thing I'm implementing that I'm working, I'm implementing for my ERP business is a, a referral program. And we did that in Airtable as well. So essentially, um, somebody could become a, a, a referral pr- partner and, we use use a a form to get them so they can sign up, and once they sign up, they would get a unique uh, URL that would automatically be emailed to them after enrolling. And that automation I utilize Zapier for. And if they click this URL, their user ID automatically gets entered into that particular record. So anybody that they sign up would essentially be linked. To them, So uh, okay. If the person subsequently purchases any of our products or services, if 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 they're linked to a particular this particular partner, they would this particular partner would get uh, compensation for that. So it's a way to utilize referrals using Airtable.
1: Right. Did you want to walk us through one of your Zapiers really quick?
0: Sure. Okay. So. Um, a lot of times in machining, we have to create uh, custom documents for, for the customer.
2: So, mm-hmm.
0: for example, we have um, we have internal certificates of conformance. So basically, this is a certificate that we send to the customer stating that all the dimensions on the parts that we created for them actually match the tolerances in the print so or basically it's documentation that they can use that the customer uses in order to ensure that we did what we said we were going to do so in order to do that all we do is click add internal cert and what i did is i created a template documents in google docs and entered various different variables in there and it pulls um variables from my air table base and plugs them into my google docs or, or plugs them into my google doc document so uh add internal search. so if we look at the zap, you would see that i use um uh onto air as a trigger so when it when a record's updated when I, that checkbox that i just checked is checked
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's so then, it would here the second step just formats the date and time. Here, it creates a, a document from a template in Google Docs. Finds that document, it creates a new record in Airtable, and then uploads that record. So then we have access to, access to it not only in Google Docs but in Airtable. So it's always associated with the with the job that it's for.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, so if I if I run this app. Say run. If I run the Zap manually, we'll be able to go to Airtable, and documents are already stored here. And then I use a lookup field in the Jobs table. So here is the document storage. So this is the document that it just created. Here is the document was created. So if and then it looks that document up. So it's always it's always with the job that it's for. So here's the document that we just created. So here's the date that it was created, the address. This is all pulling information, the address, the purchase order number, the part number, the quantity. That's all pulling information from Airtable. And I created that document in Google Docs using variables.
1: Right. So... Airtable has as one of the blocks that are available the page designer. Can you just walk through really quickly why you chose this method as opposed to using that particular block?
0: Um, basically because I wanted to. I use I use the block as as well for okay. for, for accessing for accessing certain certain documents that I have the Zap um, for, but. As records get updated in an Airtable, you, your block information is going to change. Right. This just allows for a historic representation of what was done. So I can, like like, like here, I can, sh- I can see exactly, here's the now function that this document was creating on October 20th. Well, if I looked in Page Designer a week from now, this top one would say, October 27th instead of October 20th. So here I know exactly when it was sent to the customer. It was printed inside October 20th, which was the only reason that I didn't use um, page designer for this particular application.
1: Makes sense. Well, this has been excellent. Thank you so much for walking us through and giving us um, a quick description of what exactly CNCing is and all the different parts and components that go into making anything, basically. <laughs> um, 3D modeling, 3D printing, 3D machining, all incredibly interesting. And it's great seeing how Airtable can be used to help sort of formalize the process and make it clear-cut, for the next machinist to make anything that you guys decide to sell.
0: Exactly that. So Airtable has been a huge help in that regard. One particular thing I wish Airtable would do would be to um, allow the owner of the base to restrict particular fields and or mm-hmm. tape. For, so just say, OK, this, this particular field is for everyone. This particular field is only available for upper management. This particular field is only available for, available for whatever, wh- whomever would need access to that particular information. Sure. Uh, the workaround that I use for that is I create you know two different bases for that purpose.
2: Mm-hmm. If
0: I have sensitive information that I don't want everybody to see, I would put it in a different base and I have Zapier integrations plug the necessary data into the base that everyone would have access to.
1: Right. I kind of wish that too. Um, in the meantime, I think Zapier is, is a great sort of middleman solution to getting us to make, um, for instance, a very, very detailed base about inventory management and process refinement and I think this was a great example to show our listeners just how much you can do with Airtable.
0: Yes. Um, And uh, I'll make the base, obviously it's not going to have the Zapier integrations, but I'll make the base available on my website if anybody wants to download it and modify it for their purposes.
1: Oh, great. Um, So we'll have a link to your website in our show notes, which should be, um, below the text of this article and also when it's uploaded to YouTube, we'll put the link there, but um, Can you just say that the name of your website and anywhere else um, our listeners can reach you?
0: Yes, um, it's defiant mm-hmm. and I have a YouTube channel that breaks down a lot of the Zapier integrations and how to create custom documents and things like that um, and the YouTube is Defiant CNC. I'm also very active on uh, Instagram. I have a lot of cool machining videos on Instagram that people can access. And that's Defiant CNC as well.
1: Great. Thanks so much again for joining us. Um, I'm amazed.
0: Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure.
1: Great.